0: When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. Snow can be a blessing and a curse when it comes to your plants, whether it's your shrubs or the trees that are in your yard. I'm Charity Sebecker with the Midwest Farm Report. Jonathan Stickles, Operation Manager at Mariani Plants, says snow can actually serve as an insulator for plants. It's really the ice that's the biggest detriment to any of these plants. He provides insight into just how much of an impact that it can have on the nursery industry. But first, he shares more about his business, Mariani Plants.
1: We're in two locations. Uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin, is where we have 500 acres of tree production. That is in-ground trees, so what you'd call ball and burlap harvesting, so um, a soil ball is harvested out of the ground with the tree, and those are kind of our larger landscape-grade trees. Uh, Then we also have, in Garden Prairie, Illinois, 100 acres of container perennials, shrubs, and uh, trees that are grown in a special pot called an accelerator that helps with the root growth.
0: So how does the latest snowstorm that we got and any upcoming, as we are still in the heart of winter, affects shrubs and other nursery plants.
1: You know, the good thing about snow is it's an insulator, so it actually does help the plant. It's really the ice that we saw through this last storm that's the biggest detriment to any of these plants. It, you know, spreads them out, splits them open, causes wounds that, you know, can cause problems down the road.
0: How important is it to wrap those plants from that ice or that frost beforehand?
1: It's a difficult task, the industrial side, where we're, we've got lots of plants. Uh, we do cover them in hoop houses. They have plastic, and uh, that helps keep them safe. But plants that are kind of out in our nurseries where uh, we're growing in the field, we just kind of have to hope for the best. On plants that have multiple stems, similar to bushes, You can tie them up to keep those branches tight to help uh, with the load. And uh, that's about all you can do. And cross your fingers.
0: What can you do to actually prepare for a snowstorm? If you know it's coming, what are some steps you can take to kind of help ease those plants and those things through that bad weather?
1: There's really not a whole lot you can do other than, you know, those shrub type plants. You can tie them up if if you can get around them and um, help keep them sturdy that way but otherwise i mean they're they're built for nature so you know you just kind of have to hope that uh, they can weather the storm and you know the right plants in the right place uh, makes a big difference
0: what kind of long-term effects can snow or that ice have on these plants how do you even evaluate the damage or when can you is it as soon as that snow is done snowing not for another month, or how do you really go through that, in a sense, life cycle that is affected?
1: It's kind of complex sometimes because uh, depending on what time of the year you're getting that type of, uh, you know, ice or or snow uh, really makes a difference in in what kind of damage you'll see. Sometimes when you have a lot of snow and a lot of sunny days on the uh, southwest side of trees, what will happen is the reflection will get, Uh, really bright on trunks, uh, especially of trees with thin bark like maples. And you can get blistering of the bark or even it cracking open. And sometimes, you know, if it's really extreme temperature changes, you'll see those cracks form quickly. But other times, you know, you may not see a crack form until the plant really starts growing into May on the ice side you know most of the damage that you're going to see from ice is pretty um instant uh you will see branches breaking out of trees obviously or bending them over uh, to a point that they may never kind of get back to the shape they were in previously uh if it's a time like this which is a little bit um you know scary for the nursery industry actually is the warmth and then having these events so if the plants start to want to grow and you you get these cold, you know, freezing events, uh, it can really hurt the buds on the plants and, you know, either cause um, dieback of the plant or uh, just stunting of the growth in the springtime.
0: If a plant is affected, is it a complete loss? Or how do you manage your commercial inventory for losses? Or do you have a certain percentage that you're planning out ahead of time? Like, okay, we're going to get X percent of loss a year and let's just allocate that in. Or how do you kind of manage that?
1: Yeah, that's exactly what we do. So we have historical data and we run what we would call a master production that has all of those data points already set up. So we kind of know you know, how much loss and certain types of plants that we get, and we plan that into our game plan for how many of those plants we actually produce. And uh, when it comes to the cold, you know, temperatures, Uh, If we know a plant is a little more tender, uh, we'll put an extra blanket on it inside uh, the Quonset hut, uh, the plastic covered Quonset huts to help give it a little extra layer of protection. That's kind of how we plan and try and mitigate things.
0: Does the snow affect any bad or good potentially insects for nurseries?
1: It can affect insects as well, um, especially if you get that warm and it fools them into kind of moving along in their life cycle or wanting to emerge from, you know, their winter hideaway and then it gets cold again, you can kind of take those early insects out, which is an advantage. But really, like a Japanese beetle overwinters as a grub in the ground. So when you have like that nice snow cover over the top over the entire year or you have those warmer soil temperatures because of, you know, warmer winters, then you don't get the kill. So you generally have higher population. So those are two of the main ways. The the snow can really insulate things in the ground. Or, you know, if you get the warm ups and then these freezes, ice events or whatever, you might get a kill on certain types of insects.
0: When do evergreens or just all of your nursery items really kind of kick back in for the year? They're kind of dormant, you would say, during the winter. But when do they actually start usually to bud and start producing again?
1: Well, a vernal witch hazel, that'll start flowering probably in the next week or two, which is always exciting to see. That's usually the first plant that really um, shows us that the juices are starting to move in the plants. Usually somewhere around the late March early April time, you'll start to see some of the early flowering stuff go, or you'll start to see some buds swelling uh, on some dogwoods. Um, some of the maples, people probably already have seen some of that swelling when the days are warm. But the evergreens, generally that's one of the last things that we dig, and uh, that's kind of getting towards that Memorial Day timeline. So we, we like to dig them a little later, just before they're going to candle out for the spring, so pushing their full growth for the year.
0: How is the nursery business in general, post-pandemic and now into 2023?
1: It's been wild. 2020 and 2021 were some of the best seasons we've ever seen. Um, I think people were at home and they were looking at their landscapes and, you know, just decided that they want to look at something nicer or weren't happy or wanted to or neighbor because they were tired of looking at them. So we had great years even though they were very difficult. It was really uh, a struggle to try and make the plants but then keep everybody safe and distanced and do things responsibly. And then 2022 was also a great year but definitely not the pandemic years where it just it seemed to go through the roof.
0: How is supply and demand for your products going?
1: Uh, it's definitely getting better. There's a few things they're still challenging heat moss for one. And some of it has to do with the actual supply of the product. And some of it has to do with the transportation. You know, we're very dependent on trucks and barges coming up the river and things like that. So there's still a little bit of challenge, but nothing like a year or two ago where we were seeing anywhere from 20% increases to 40% increases on some of our products. So we're feeling better. Plants are great, <laughs> and people should uh, enjoy more of them. Get out to not just, you know, garden centers and, and places like that, but your botanic gardens and your arboretums and stuff and, and really take them in. And, and uh, don't be afraid to plant plants. And, you know, you might lose one or two of their, their living things. And, uh, you know, the nursery industry is a great industry to be a part of. Um, it's a it's a passion project. You get to you know be around all these wonderful different plants and trees and everything, and know that you know what we're doing is going out into landscapes, into parks, uh, public areas where you know it, it's a legacy, and, and it's a, it's really exciting to be a part of it.
0: That was operation manager at Mariani Plants, Jonathan Stickles, from the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Sebecker.